Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the internet with the life hacks they demand. I'm Matt Heron. It's me, Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. I don't know why I said uh, I introduced myself like I was surprised that I was here. Oh, I thought oh, you were thought... being Mario again. Yeah, no. I thought you were transitioning into a rant about the <laughs> Super Mario Brothers trailer that just came out. Yeah, one of my it's classic. Bad. It looks bad. Rants. It's bad, so guys. Bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's whatever. It's a children's movie for babies. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's just like. It's wild to me this continuing partnership that Nintendo has with um, whatever. What is the people who make minions? Illumination. Dreamworks? Illumination, thank you. Um, because, like, everyone who has played this new Mario and Rabbids game is like, oh man, it's great, except for the Rabbids part. <laughs> And, like, everyone, like, this new movie looks just like if you made a Minions movie, and then you're like, oh, fuck, we have access to the Mario IP now, let's put Mario things on them. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be a bad movie. It will be a bad movie. It's a shame, because Jack Black as Bowser is great. It's the only thing I like about it so far. Yeah, I wonder what inspired Nintendo to choose Illumination as the company to make the Mario movie. They don't know how to make movies, is my guess. Right. The first Mario movie. Sure. There's other people in the world who know how to make movies better than Illumination. But, which is why they, part- they partnered to with a movie them. studio, because they don't know how to make movies, and yeah. they picked a bad one. Yeah, because they don't know how to pick one. <laughs> this, this is what I think. There's this weird... I mean, listen, I, I don't want to be judgmental of public figures that I don't know personally, mm. but it feels oh, like I do. a lot of the... Uh, like, executive people, the public-face executive people at Nintendo are, like, weird, like, impish (laughs) man-children who Uh will be like, Woohoo, I love, like, the first time I saw a rabbit, I fell in love with it, and now I, uh, the only, my heart's only true love is this weird fucked-up rabbit. Mm -hmm. Like, literally that kind of statement is something that i could see an executive at nintendo saying yes agreed so so i feel like that is how they fell into this weird illumination partnership like i could see an executive being like the reason we chose illumination is because i have married grew yeah <laughs> like no, I, I have i've gotten legal paperwork and my wife is grew from the minions movies there's a lot of weirdly scripted positivity in every nintendo direct yeah, there yeah. Is. just seeing like i don't know seeing famous weed comedian seth rogan be like thank you miyamoto-san for the opportunity to be in your movie uh, I promise Donkey yeah. Kong won't smoke weed in this one. <laughs> I love that they, when they had the actors show up for that weird Nintendo Direct, like, beaming in live, I guess. I, who knows? But it was all scripted, and they were clearly reading from a script that they hadn't read ahead of time, so it mm. came off extremely fake and bad for people who are supposed to be actors as their job. It was yeah, weird. They're- they're just giving you a preview of how bad the movie is going to be. <laughs> and I ju- I, yeah. That was a really strange way to discover what Anya Taylor-Joy's real voice sounds like. <laughs> Holy crap, what is going on? <laughs> it makes you have a, a respect for how good she is at doing other voices in all the things you've seen yeah. her in, though. Uh, apparently she is Argentinian and British, and so that's why she sounds like that. <laughs> yeah, she has a weird... Yorkish quality to her voice somehow, which I don't know how that connects, but I guess that's fine. Maybe just being a weirdo makes you sound that way. 
because yeah, I don't think look other a people bit like Bjork as well. <laughs> yeah. I don't think other people from Bjork country sound like Iceland. that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they kind of do, unfortunately, being the people of Iceland, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I've never been. Yeah, I have no idea. My assumption is that Bjork just sounds like that because she's weird. Yeah, that's true. She could never sound normal. Yeah, she could be American. It would still sound like that. Yeah, that's definitely true. What am I saying? She could never be American. <laughs> too weird. Um, yeah, that's the problem, is that she's too weird to be American. <laughs> the weirdest fucking most fucked up people on the planet. Oh yeah, no, this country's bad, but it's not whimsical. Mm. That's mm. the weirdness I, I mean, is it? There's <laughs> like a sense of, of uh, whimsy and joy to... Bjork's whole deal that I I don't think is compatible with being American. <laughs> I think part of the problem with America is that literally every type of worldview is re- represented by a group of people, and all those different groups think that their one is the only one. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. we are all cynical, hate-filled monsters, but there are whimsical freaks out there in America who are like, if everyone just believed in fairies, then we wouldn't have apartheid anymore in the world or whatever, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, bad. we do have a lot of weird hippies in the U.S., you're right. Yes, York might exactly. just be a weird hippie. Oh, she definitely is. Or would be. She's something else because of Iceland. Yeah, you're right. I think she's more of a would-be. <clears throat> That's what I call fairies, because they live in the woods and they look like bees. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no. <laughs> I like that you you believe in fairies, but you don't know about or like them. No, <laughs> that's I a don't. fun concept to me. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I feel like that's the cornerstone to having an American point of view. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway, let's get this out of the way, Louisa. Do you want to talk about Pokemon for a little while? <laughs> I want to say we had Thanksgiving since we last recorded because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff was unwell, so we couldn't record after that, so. Oh, yeah, I forgot to, sorry about, sorry about, sorry about not posting a- It was Jeff's fault, he was on a heroin bender. Yeah, Mm mm-hmm. I was reading a lot of books with female protagonists. Yeah, he injected, he got those flavor injectors for his turkey for Thanksgiving, but the flavor he injected was methamphetamines. No, I just have those prescribed from my doctor. Yeah, but you shouldn't put them in your turkey, Jeff, come on. Yeah, you get hyped up and fall asleep at the same time. Mm, that sounds great. Well, it does sound pretty good. <laughs> anyway, Louisa, what were you saying that wasn't nonsense? <laughs> I mean, I can't promise it's not nonsense, but uh, uh, we had the Thanksgiving holiday, and I went to see some friends, so I went on a little road trip. No one told you life was gonna be this way. Yep, thank you. Not enough claps, Jeff? Jeff, could you put that song at the end of the episode, please? Thanks, Jeff. <clears throat> the one where I put the song at the end of the episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it was great. Relaxing with friends. We had steaks instead of turkey, which was fun. We watched a bunch of movies. Uh, That's, I'm sorry. I can't let this slide. I, uh, I agree that steak is better than turkey, and I completely understand <laughs> that you and your friends can do whatever you want. But the <laughs> idea that... There's only one day of the year where you realistically <laughs> eat turkey, like a whole roast turkey, and instead uh-huh. you ate a thing that's acceptable to eat every week of your whole life. 
is insane. No, you've got to live free. But also, I'm the kind of uh, sick, twisted motherfucker Mm. who will Mm. just cook a turkey on a Sunday just to have some. A whole turkey? You will not. Well, that you get a breast. I know what you do. Yeah, uh, yeah, a turkey breast. You're right. But I would never make a whole turkey, even with other people, because nobody wants to eat all the turkey. Mm, that's just not true. Every time I have my friend's giving party, that carcass is picked clean. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of people, though. It's yeah. fun to eat a whole turkey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like dark meat enough to have a whole meal of it, which you have to do if you're eating a whole turkey by yourself. <laughs> I don't think anyone should eat a whole turkey by themselves. <laughs> yeah, well, no, you just there's... dip it in your mouth and pull out the clean skeleton. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Then there's a point at which a whole turkey makes sense, and I've never been at a gathering that's not Friendsgiving that requires a whole turkey, so I would never make one anyway. I suppose so, but I don't know. That's what Thanksgiving is for, it well, feels like. I went ahead also, and made some this week, and plenty of gravy and stuffing, so I had that anyway. When they make the turkey breasts, did they just send those turkey legs right on to Six Flags Great Adventure to be <laughs> the, the smoked turkey legs you get at California Kingdom or whatever? <laughs> I have to imagine so, yes. <clears throat> I was thinking about that when I made my turkey breast for Thanksgiving. It was like, what do they do with the rest of this turkey, I they, wonder? They cut the breast off the turkey and throw it back. Oh, I see. Yeah, oh, yeah, it'll it grow again next yeah. time. <laughs> Just like shark <laughs> fin soup. <laughs> I mean, it does. that's not like shark fin soup. That's the whole problem with shark fin uh, Yeah. Soup. No, I didn't say the part about it regrowing. You guys added that. I rejected it. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> I had a great time. But I did the thing which sometimes happens on road trips, which really sucks, which is you're cruising down some highways, Feels then great. you just gotta keep driving. Yeah, exactly. And whatever comes your way. Wind in your hair. It's a convertible, even though it's late in November. It's very cold. Um, but then you get to a point where it's like, okay, the last 40 minutes are gonna be on Little Roads Through the Woods. Yep. And, oh my god, I, I haven't turned on my high beams in years. If I'm driving at night, it's on well-lit roads, so high You turned on, on the high beams and then just a puff of, of like, dust comes out of <laughs> yeah. you? Yeah. The car goes, yeah. A little moth flies out of your dashboard. I like, I like the idea that you're driving the car from Who Framed Roger Rabbit on this road trip. But it's normal until something goes wrong. Then it's creeping along on its flat tires. (laughs) Ah, so who spilled dip on the back roads up to your friend's house? Exactly. Christopher uh, Lloyd, obviously. <laughs> um, so, what was nice is, when I, I feel like whenever I'm driving through roads where the speed limit is 40 miles an hour, there's someone on my ass who wants to be going 60, because they live around here and they know all the twists and turns, and I'm yep. like, fuck, 40 is like taking all my concentration, I cannot go faster. Yep. But these roads are so quiet, I wasn't having anyone out my ass, fine, that was good. But it also meant that I couldn't tell what was happening, so I had my high beams on, but I couldn't always see where the road was going to go over a hill, and there were deer around all the time, and I was so afraid I was going to hit a deer. they were laughing at you, (laughs) laughing at you driving at five miles an hour. (laughs) So going 150 miles on uh, the Blue Route, no problem, and then going like the last 30 miles on these country roads was way harder. It felt like it went on forever. 
you were like, country roads, take me home, yeah. I'm done. Yes, where's my automatic to, driving car? You had to move to West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, when you asked the country roads to take you home. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I also had to drive really long for Thanksgiving, and uh-huh. upstate New York is weird. I don't like it. Okay. It's creepy and empty. I ended up at this, like, rest stop that was the, like, Adirondacks Welcome Center, and it didn't have anything in it besides a bunch of vending machines of, like, local foods and products. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And a bathroom. Just a bunch of unmarked brown paper bags in in the vending machine. Yeah, you could buy, like, honey from a town nearby. Mm. (laughs) Except it smashes it to pieces every time. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so... It was bizarre, like, and music was playing really loud, and there were TVs all over the walls playing basically commercials for the region. Mm -hmm. Ah, weird. But, like, it wasn't busy. There weren't a lot of people there. There were two people working there, and I saw maybe, like, two other families come and go as I sat and ate an ice cream sandwich to try and calm myself down after four hours of driving. Yeah. Who, who makes those commercials for, like, come visit Schittsburg? <laughs> like, is there a Schittsburg, like, tourism council? I guess so. Or maybe they can use federal federal money for that and they can't use for other things, maybe? I think the Adirondacks is a state or national park, and so mm, they probably okay. have that, that behind them. Yeah. Hmm, weird. Yeah, yeah I had a maybe similar they get experience. The, their money from selling those chairs, those great Adirondack chairs. Uh, I had a similar experience that, um, what? I Jeff didn't said, know is that, that was a type of, of chair, chair, and I said, yes, oh, go oh, on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that chair that you can sit down in, but you cannot get back out of. Yeah. <laughs> mm, the Hotel uh. California chair. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, a similar experience, I got to the rental house first, and uh, my friends who are still driving said, oh, hey, we forgot garlic. Could you get some garlic from the local grocery store if possible? And I was like, yeah, no problem. And I go there, and it's a combination tiny grocery store and gas station, and it had a fresh fresh produce section that was, like, one cooler with, like, oh, lettuce yeah. and tomatoes in it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, do you have garlic? And they only had garlic in jars already minced. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, I bought some panic milk. I'm like, ah, oh, milk then <laughs> is what I want. <laughs> and I left. Milk is basically a replacement <laughs> for garlic, right, you guys? Yeah, it's the same thing. Ugh. Yeah. And my friends had to stop at a different uh, grocery store on their way. But I, it's it's that weird feeling, like, of course you'd be able to get garlic at the grocery store, obviously, but, but not this but one. there isn't a grocery store. <laughs> yeah, it's there like, not a real one. a grocery store here for 50 years. This is the ghost of a grocery store. <laughs> yeah. So that was a weird feeling. Uh, it really makes you understand the term food desert. Not that this yeah. is where that you were in a food desert, but whenever I walk into one of those grocery stores that's like... Owned by one guy. It's like one grocery store, and one guy just stocks it with the things that he likes. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wow. Like, if I wanted to get fucking cauliflower here, mm-hmm. I just couldn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To, like, you're going to eat what everyone else eats. You have yeah. to develop a relationship with Greg, who owns the place. Yeah. <laughs> or his brother, Ted, or whatever. Yeah, who does the ordering for him because he doesn't know how to do the catalog on the computer. 
But the problem is that Greg and Ted do not get along, and if you're friends with Greg, you cannot be friends with Ted. Yeah, you can't let each other find out. Yep. You can't go across the river with both of them in your boat at the same time. <laughs> yeah, one, will one of them will the order lots of cauliflower, but the other one will eat all of the cauliflower. Oh, man. Yeah, I feel like a lot of times I'm able to be annoyed at both ends of the spectrum, which is probably unfair of me. But to be like, why couldn't I fucking get garlic at this grocery store? Ugh. And then I read recipes, and the the um, the recipes like, oh, just simply buy goshigan paste at your local grocery store. It's like, fuck you, you big city elites! I can't get yeah. that at my grocery store. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the. I think I've complained about it on this show before, but this is the the exact challenge I face living in South Jersey, trying to make any food that's not Italian. <laughs> yeah. Three aisles of different types of flour to make pasta, no problem. Oh, I wanted to get some ghee, the most common ingredient in South Asian cooking? You cannot. Yeah. Ugh, man. It's very irritating. You do have the benefit of, there's a bunch of grocery stores, though. That's true. I mean, at least I live near, like, large enough settlements of people that (laughs) there's a a choice to be made, but, uh... Aldi usually has ghee. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, ghee is a bad example, because I actually think ghee is not that hard to find, but, like, like you say, you know, I I wanted to get a harissa paste Mm -hmm. to make fish at one point, and I went to, like, six different grocery stores, and I found, I'm not lying, at least 200 different kinds of spaghetti sauce. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking spaghetti. It's tomatoes and garlic, guys. (laughs) And oregano. Yeah. (laughs) It's a secret ingredient. You needed yeah. to get the kind yeah. that's made by Bon Jovi's dad, and also maybe <laughs> a bigger brand if you wanted it, so that yeah. you could compare to the two. Yeah. Uh, the hardest thing I find compared to recipes and what I can see in a grocery store, the middle America disconnect, even though I'm not in middle America, mm. is that recipes are always like, get a four to five pound chicken. No, mm-hmm. I should say. No, Sorry. They say, get a two to three pound chicken. Mm-hmm. I've never found a chicken smaller than four to five pounds in my grocery store, mm-hmm. which is very difficult. And then, like, you have to completely change the way you cook it. So, like, basically all their advice is completely inapplicable because the chicken's so much larger. Louisa, here's it. my advice for you, and you're not going to like it. You're going to rebel against <sighs> it, but you still need to take it. You need to start raising chickens. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, little bantam chickens. Mm-hmm. I hear they're very mean, but they're so cute. Yeah, so then you don't feel bad about eating them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this one was so mean, and the eggs are too small to use in baking. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> make them fight each other. And then the that's a whole different type of one. Yeah, that's not good. We did say we were going to talk about Pokemon, so I guess the next closest thing is chicken fighting. <laughs> oh, we're calling it chicken fighting. Yeah, call us by its real name, Matt, you coward. Uh, no, this is a family podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. Only because you two are related. Yeah, exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, this is good. Hack the net, a family podcast. Mm, we're, we're pivoting our brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I had a very nice Thanksgiving, and I hope you both did as well. Yeah. And, uh, Jeff, what did you do this week? Uh, yesterday, I went to see the newest film by 
one Mr. Steven Spielberg. Oh, what's he done? Um, he is perfect. Is it Jaws? Is it Jaws again? Yeah, I saw Jaws again. No. Nice. Uh, I would say, like, he's probably the movie director, ah, right? Like, of movie directors, if you were like, name a movie director, most people would probably be able to say his name off the top of their head first. Yeah, you're yeah right. but he has that boomer problem where he still thinks of himself as, like, the outsider. <laughs> like, I mean, oh, sure. Yeah, but- I'm the genius, like art, artistic, creative. Even though he's definitely, but also, the machine. but also, he is he is really good at making movies, though. Sometimes, <laughs> I would say two thirds of the movies that he's made that I've seen, I've liked, and then one third have been worse than any garbage I've ever seen. <laughs> I'll agree that he's good at the overall concept of making movies. I don't really like his plots very much, so that's a separate thing. Yeah, he is, um, like, even a movie like Ready Player One, which sucked, was made very competently, (laughs) because it was directed by Steven Spielberg. (laughs) I was thinking about this yesterday because We Didn't Start the Fire came on the radio, and, like, there's this insane thing where the boomers that got the most successful also like pride themselves so much on on being like not a part of the problem with boomers mm. <laughs> but you absolutely are <laughs> you are the reason why independent filmmakers can't make movies anymore steven spielberg stop being like oh no i respect the craft of filmmaking you absolutely don't <laughs> Um, yeah. Anyway, I saw The Fablemans. I thought it was pretty good. It's his mm-hmm. new semi-autobiographical movie. I thought it dealt with the fact that he is not a screenwriter. Like he he doesn't he doesn't write or co-write many of his movies. Um, mm-hmm. I think he doesn't like that aspect of filmmaking. But he co-wrote this one, and it's a fictionalized version of his his youth and, like, right up to the point where he starts his career as a filmmaker. Um, I'm confused, because it's kind of, like you say, it seems like it's autobiographical, like, uh, in certain ways, but it's set before his time, isn't it? No, it's uh, it's set when he was, like, in the 60s, um, oh, okay. mostly, but it starts in, it like, 19... 40s. No, it starts in, like, 1950-something, 52, I think. Oh, okay. He's a very young child, and he goes and sees the greatest show on earth. And, and then a prophet comes and says, "This child will be the leader <laughs> of humanity." Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, not the first time that a prophet has come and said that a Jewish child will be very important. Mm-hmm. It won't be the last time. No, uh, there's such a weird direction to take <laughs> this to. There is some weird Jesus stuff in this movie, though. His like. Okay. <laughs> His like uh he they move from New Jersey where there are Jewish people to Bethlehem to Arizona where <laughs> there right. aren't Jewish people and then but to they California live in the desert for forty years. Is that Jesus? <laughs> that's Jesus, right? Uh, yeah, that's what Jesus no. did. That's why there wasn't stuff about Jesus between age, you know, five and thirty three. Uh huh. Yeah. He's in the desert. He got his 40 years out there really quick. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He finished well, it in he's 33. He's a god. He's a god on Earth, so he was able um, to do it in less time. Uh, he, then they moved to California, uh, mm. where not only are there not Jewish people, but there are anti-Semites now. Um, mm. So he's when like... When you a, say now, you mean now, today? 
in 2022. <laughs> Probably. But also, I... Definitely. I mainly meant <laughs> now, like, in his life for uh, for the first time he's encountering them directly. That makes character. less sense to me, because the idea that Jewish people can succeed in Hollywood has been around a lot longer than Steven Spielberg. Yes. Uh, they moved to... First, they moved to Northern California. Oh, though, okay. And, okay. uh... So the idea is, you know, it's far enough out in the boonies. Um, but also the fact that Jewish people were so success- successful in Hollywood is what led to the rise in anti-Semitism yeah. in Hollywood. So, yeah. It, yeah. Um, but he, his, like, high school girlfriend kind of is interested in him when she finds out he's Jewish because mm, she's so obsessed ties. with Jesus that she wants to date a Jewish boy. Oh no! <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, it's a weird one. Um, I thought it was presented in a humorous enough way that whatever, none of my business. Um, good. Anyway, I, I liked the movie. It's interesting because you get the sense that he made it, being aware that this is not the type of thing that he does, um, okay. because he's you know this is the he guy who adventure. Exactly. He makes adventure movies. He makes right. Indiana Jones and Jurassic Park and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so halfway through the movie, after he is in California, he discovers a Tyrannosaurus Rex egg. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and he goes, ah, 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 can't let you do that when he turns mm-hmm. the computers off and mm-hmm. grabs his hat from under the... Yeah, no. Uh no, it, it, I like how you made two ty- two <laughs> Jurassic Park references and one Indiana Jones reference uh-huh. on that side. Yep. Um, but it's interesting because, like, a lot of troubling things happen in his family. Like, it's a very uh, sort of difficult childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not the worst anyone's ever been through, but it's tough. And we kind of see him... We see... Spielberg directing this movie about the fictional character Sammy Fableman, who is going through all what a of terrible name. Uh, I, can we just talk about how terrible that name is? It's I actually I I thought it was uh, bad too, and I read the reasoning behind it, and I was like, that actually does kind of make sense because he's a man who tells fables. Well, because yeah. <laughs> uh, Spielberg is the like a spiel is a speech and like mm-hmm. it basically means like actor mountain mm-hmm. um so like they kind of went with that because fable is the word for story in german um yeah. i mean fair enough i don't mind but it's very heavy-handed <laughs> anytime that you need to be like no this thing that sounds terrible actually is great and let me explain why no it still sounds terrible and that's important too yeah i agree uh i like i liked that it had a better like a decent justification though mm-hmm. um and uh it also kind of heightens the theme of this character who represents the director being disconnected from his own life in that he can only kind of feel his emotions through the medium of film that does make sense. Okay, yeah. Um, like, the the through line for the movie is that this kid doesn't seem to be able to be fully in his own emotions unless it is through the storytelling of, specifically of, like, shooting and editing footage. Mm-hmm. Not, like, writing screenplays or anything like that, but in, like, the crafting of 
the moving image, which is it's it's interesting. I think that it's a it's a really uh, it's a really good movie. I don't think that it's going to deserve all the Oscars it gets, but it will win a bunch of Oscars because it's yeah. a movie about how great movies are. Oh, the Oscars love that. The Oscars yeah. love when a movie is about how great movies are. <laughs> Did you guys both see um, Weird yet? Yes. Yeah, I loved Nobel. it. It's very yeah. good. It's fantastic, and I loved that the part where he reconciles with his dad is making fun of exactly this kind of movie. Yeah. <laughs> where the dad's like, actually, I also am an accordion player. <laughs> oh, so good. So funny. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting because it, it's kind of like a, I guess a very by the numbers coming of age, uh, story, but, uh, how, I, you can't talk about this because I don't want to ruin the movie for other people, sure. but my question that I'm just putting out into the world is, how do you end a movie like that? Mm. <laughs> when it's about Steven Spielberg's <laughs> life, there's no big event that you can be like, this should be the end, and there, he's still well, alive, so... <laughs> there is a pretty good end to it, but okay. I won't spoil it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna spoil it. He becomes <laughs> Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> In real life. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, it turns out this was a prequel to Indiana Jones the whole time, <laughs> not a story about Steven Spielberg. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, the interesting focus is I, I the way he articulated it when I went and looked later is it's about the time in your youth when you start to realize that your parents are people and not just your parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that means that, of course, Paul Dano, with his baby face playing the father, uh, you know, delivers a lot of really great, interesting performances. Michelle Williams as well. Uh, yeah, Seth Rogen a, is there. I had a bad moment looking up their ages and being like, oh no, they are old enough. When did they get old enough to be the parents of a child in a movie? Can we talk for one second about how Paul Dano was the only good part of the latest Batman movie? Mm, still haven't seen it. He was so good. Once they caught him as the Riddler and he was in jail, I was like, oh my god, he is like actually convincing me that this character exists and is real. Mm, pretty uh, good. I mean, par- part of it was because he was based on real internet cheds. <laughs> so. I thought it was fun in that Batman movie how he was bragging about how he was uh, like driving himself crazy and staying up all night to become the Riddler. And then I watched mm-hmm. the movie, I was like, that's a pretty normal performance. Like, he did a good <laughs> yeah. job. He didn't do a drive-yourself-insane job but, at it. <laughs> but the thing that made it so good was uh, very minor spoilers, I guess, for that movie. Louisa, are you going to be upset? I, I mean, no, probably not. All I, all I will say is, the part where he's in, where they've caught him and he's in jail, and then Batman comes to interrogate him, and he's like... Batman, I'm so happy you're here. You and I are, like, friends, right? We're both on the same side. I was like, fuck, that is so good. (laughs) He is doing such a good job of, like, acting the role of a person who completely misunderstands somebody else's thing, Mm -hmm. and then thinks, like, yeah, this is what we're both about, right? We're both about murdering the rich because we hate them. I loved it so much. It's such like that part of it was the only part of the movie that I was engaged with. <laughs> oh god, that movie is so so long. It's uh, so boring. Jesus Christ, it's boring. <laughs> I enjoyed it. 
Uh, but I will say my favorite part is the montage near the beginning where a, the bat signal goes up and criminals start looking in dark alleyways, being like, mm-hmm. oh, Batman's definitely in that alleyway, and then he's <laughs> not in any of them. <laughs> yep. That's what he was hoping for the whole time, right, Batman? Yep. Yep. That's to scare whole people with the idea of him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, the, what'd you do, Matt? This week? Uh, okay, I have to very quickly. I've got two. I've got one thing I really want to talk about. But first, I've been called out by some of our fans for not mentioning the <laughs> latest um, uh, Magic: The Gathering card set that mm, came out. You're a, a real while magic ago. pervert. Yep. Apparently, I'm a source for explaining what is going on in the Magic the Gathering lore for uh-huh. some of our fans I believe now. we call that a sorcerer. <laughs> yes, exactly. Very good. I like that one. Um, so, just so you guys know, the latest Magic the Gathering set is called The Brothers War. Um, what's happening in the world of Magic is that in the current day, New Phyrexia is trying to take over Dominaria, the primary plane of the Magic universe, and they don't know how to stop the Phyrexians because they are robot people who can turn the dead into, like, robot zombies, and so every time one of the planeswalkers dies, they come back as a robot zombie version of themselves, and they're just as powerful, so how do you beat an enemy that is constantly... Uh, taking over your dead and turning them into living uh, enemies of you. Mm. And so Teferi, the planeswalker of time, uh, who has the ability to manipulate time, uh, builds a machine that allows him to travel back in time to the last time that the Phyrexians tried to take over Dominaria, which was during the age of Urza and Mishra, who were the two brothers. And Mishra was uh, corrupted by the uh, Phyrexians, and so he built a bunch of giant fucked up robots to try to take over the world, and Urza had to stop him. They're both kind of assholes, but they had a big war, and they fought each other. So this game, this set is set in the time of Urza and Mishra when there's a bunch of fucked up robots around. And some of the, if you open enough card packs, sometimes you will get a Transformers uh, character in there. So that's weird. What? <laughs> So this is how the TV show Lost ended, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. Yeah, Jeff, this is actually true and fantastic, is that... <laughs> so for a while now, Magic the Gathering has been doing this thing called Universes Beyond, where they in- will publish a set that's like, these are all cards, but the characters on them are all from Lord of the Rings or whatever, or Dungeons and Dragons. And yeah. like, that's cool. That makes sense. And I like that. And, I mean, listen, I love all of this. For this set, because they're like, this is set in an ancient time when people were making these big, like, magic-powered war machines, magic-powered war machines is kind of like Transformers, Mm, so we'll just put in sets of regular cards, you might also just get Optimus Prime. (laughs) I love that. This is what we were just talking about, Pokemon Hamburglers. <laughs> yeah. Like, it kicks ass. Oh, that was before it's the so show, good. sorry. <laughs> they're oh, saying yeah. they should have non-Pokemon characters just show up in Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, like you're walking around the field and Hello Kitty shows up and tries mm-hmm. to fight your Pikachu. Yep. Hello Kitty is too on the nose. <laughs> That's yeah. too much like a Pokemon. You wouldn't even Kitty. notice. You'd be like, oh, there's some another electric mouse. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, now, Bad's Maru. Mm. That I would love to catch up at its maroon. So much better than Ice Q. Fuck that penguin. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, uh, so that's what's going on in Magic the Gathering lore. Uh, Teferi went back in time to try to figure out how Urza beat the uh, the Phyrexians previously, and uh, it didn't 
go great. So in case you needed to know why the next set is going to be called the new Phyrexia set, that's why Phyrexians are going to win. Pretty good. All right. So that's that. Anyway, uh, the new set is fun. Um, There's some pretty cool mechanics in it, and it's changing the meta of the game in an interesting way. But what I really want to talk about is a game that came out just this past Friday that I've been getting into that's actually surprisingly good, which is Marvel's Midnight Suns. You guys know about this game? I've been hearing good things about this one. So it is a Marvel Universe game, um, and it is set... So there's a... Is this a video game or a card game? No, video game. Okay. Um, It is... um, There's a... There is a long-standing Marvel property called Midnight Suns, and it's like all the people in the Marvel Universe who do like, emo goth shit, like, vampire, like, Blade and Doctor Strange and stuff are friends, because they're like, yeah, we all deal with the non-science monsters or whatever. Okay. Um, so... But Doctor this, Strange is a man of science. He's a, he's both, Louisa. He, <laughs> oh, okay. gave, he, he walks gave in up both worlds. surgery in order to He's kind to of get a the... daywalker of science and magic, you yeah. might mm-hmm. say. Yeah, he yep. got bitten by a wizard, but... <laughs> No, his mom got bitten <laughs> by a lizard while he was birth, in the womb. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so anyway, this game is is about that group. So it's like Doctor Strange, it's Blade, it's um, the X-Men magic. Morbius. Uh, Ghost Rider is there. He's pretty cool. Morbius, I think, shows up later, although I haven't gotten to him yet. Do we Actually, get... I think he might be a DLC character. Do we get a little bit of Elsa Bloodstone in there? Not... Wait, is Elsa Bloodstone the mom of the the magic girl from the Runaways? I don't think so. No, Elsa okay. Bloodstone is a monster hunter who's got like red hair and wears a long jacket. Uh no, but I th- so one of the things that surprised me about this game is that there's a character creator at the beginning. Well, cool. <laughs> and I was like, wait, who am I creating? <laughs> You have to accidentally create one of the characters that's already in the game. You have to create Spider-Man, and if you do it wrong, the game just ends. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The hard part is getting his radioactive spider blood all correct. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. um, No, the the plot of the game, I guess, is that Hydra has uncovered an ancient demon named Lilith, and your, your player character is, like, the daughter of Lilith, who was raised by good wizards to be a demon hunter okay um and so you've been asleep for thousands of years waiting for your mother to return so that you can hunt demons um so that's fine that's all boring and fine but the game is very much um in the mold of like an XCOM, where it's a strategy battlefield strategy game uh, which is not something that we've seen from Marvel before, and they do an interesting job of the thing. The thing, the best thing about XCOM is the fact that in between battles, you have the like scientific research station where they can research better guns for you so that you can fight better next time. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have that in this game, which I did not expect, and it's great because. <laughs> There's a room in the Midnight Suns uh, base where Doctor Strange and Tony Stark are just hanging out and they're always fighting with each other because they're like, magic, no science, like yelling at each other the whole time. Do they ever kiss Uh, at any point? 
there is an implication that they sleep in the same bed at one point. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Um, <sighs> and uh, so, like, when you go down there, you can be like, here's re- more resources for magic, or here's more resources for science. So you can, like, direct the way that your development is going to be more magic-y or more science-y, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you also can develop friendships with the the people in the Midnight Suns in order to, like, improve their stats and things, which is cool. Um, mm-hmm. And when you're on the battlefield, instead of just clicking on a square and then saying, use your attack or whatever, there are cards, like, card game cards that you play that's like, here's my, uh, you know... Blade has a, a card called Stake, where he gets a wooden stake and shoves it through someone's chest. Like, so it it kind of has card game mechanics in it, mm-hmm. and you can upgrade cards by combining them with duplicates of themselves so that you get stronger powers. God which damn is very it! This cool. sounds like exactly my thing. <laughs> I know it kicks ass. So mad. <laughs> yeah, I don't have it's... the brain space for another one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. It's extremely good though, and. It's very good that you will be doing this dumb, like, fighting a thousand faceless Hydra agents, and then all of a sudden Venom will just show up and be like, I'm a demon now, fuck you guys. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, I guess this is what's happening. That's and then, just like, like him. Yeah, he is. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. That is exactly what I said when that happened. And then Spider Man. <laughs> Spider Man shows up and he's like, hey, Venom, you're a dick. Like, I'm going to. Like, you don't even really fight Venom. Spider-Man takes care of him for you, and then you're like, why is Venom even here? <laughs> what that's, is the point no of one that's invited usually, Venom. It's <laughs> usually my question about Venom is, why is Venom even here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I went and saw that um, movie and was like, why is Venom here? Like, why did yeah. they make this? Mm-hmm. I saw, when I saw Morbius, I was like, why is Venom in this? Mm-hmm. He, he's not. Everyone rumored that he was going to be in the he was Yeah. Anyway, um, so it's great. There's, like, some weird stuff in it that I absolutely love, where as the game goes on, you can use your resources to get, like, alternate outfits for your characters, which don't change their play at all, but they do look awesome. Mm -hmm. And you can get, like, you could be like, Tony Stark, I know you're all about science, but you have to wear this enchanted suit of armor now. It's great! <laughs> Just, like, being able to get all of these weird goth, uh, rune-inscribed outfits for Wolverine and stuff is so fucking funny. <laughs> That's great. I love that. <clears throat> yep. Um, so it's good. There's also, like, really good puzzles in it. It kind of has a little bit of Dragon Age vibes, where, like, when you're at your base, characters will sometimes be like, Hey, I found this weird area of the Abbey where there's these altars set up with elemental stones but i can't find all the stones can you help me and then you have to explore and and put it together and then it gives you new abilities and stuff and more areas to explore so it's a huge game i've only played maybe five hours of it and it's i'm I'm nowhere near i'm i think i'm still at the tutorial but it's so fun so it's a lot like dragon age in that way (laughs) yes got him exactly there's just so many layers of game to go through that 
they have to be like, all right, now we have to, okay, guys, sorry, hold on, we have to teach you guys all about how the mirror table works now. All right, now we need to teach you about who the, Nico, the, the one-time wizard is, is, or whatever, like, Mm -hmm. it's fucking weird as shit. But, it's very good, if you like strategy games, if you like XCOM, if you like card games, you will probably enjoy this game. Nice. I'm glad they're getting weird with it. Yeah. The uh, one of the things that I think is so funny is that a lot of the characters in this game haven't been in any movies yet, and so they are just extremely the comic book version of themselves. Mm-hmm. But the people doing the voices of like Tony Stark and Doctor Strange are just doing impre- impressions of Robert Downey Jr. Yep. and Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm-hmm. So it's it's weird juxtaposition, and the person doing um, Captain Marvel absolutely refuses to be doing Captain Marvel from the movies. So <laughs> she is the comic book Captain Marvel 110%, and it's so odd hmm. it's trying to fit it into what's going on with the rest of the game. But she's great. It's all fun. Yeah, I think I'll have to... Damn it, I'll have to check this out. Yeah, I mean, I would say if you aren't, like... I would bet that this mo- this game will come down in price in like six months, and yeah, probably. if you're he- if you're hesitant or if you've got a lot of stuff on your plate already, I would wait. Um, just because, even though it's a huge game and definitely worth full price, there's a lot of stuff that you could easily bounce off of. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> fair cool. enough. Yep. So anyway, uh, Midnight Suns is pretty good. Shall we get into the actual game? Yeah. What do we do on this here show? Yep. In this, this game, game show. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so on this show, we... I almost said game again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on this show, we game. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's mostly what we talk about, but... Um, when it's time to go- game, we will game hard. <laughs> <laughs> we go to WikiHow, and we go to the suggested articles page, and then we enter a random word into that page to see a list of articles people have requested so that we can give people on the internet advice about how to do things related to that word. And today's word is past. Ooh, Ooh. spooky. Time travel. Yeah. Professor Asada from Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> Asada, what's happening? That's the uh, professor, the counterpart to Professor Turo, who's from the future. Professor mm-hmm. Sada's on for the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Spoilers for Pokemon Scar- Scarlet and Violet. All right, I have a double-barreled question for you both. Okay. How do you encourage your pastor, and how do you fire a pastor? Mm. I think I think these two can go hand in hand. Yeah, okay. encourage him to do some crimes. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to go the other way with it, where you're like, Hey, you're fired because you could do, do, be doing better things with your life. Like crimes. Okay, all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. You fire yeah. him so that he has to resort to crime mm. and will get a nice, like, <laughs> prestige TV show out of it. Just could doing you... a real supervillain origin story about a guy who gets fired from being a pastor and has to turn to a life of crime? <laughs> I yeah. think you're just literally reciting the plot of the Preacher comic books. <laughs> Right, I fair. think that he's just dressed like that. I don't think that he has to do crimes. <laughs> oh, I thought you say he's not really a pastor. No, I don't think he's really a pastor. I don't think he's really a pastor either. <laughs> he's definitely is really a preacher. That's like very central to the whole thing. Yeah, but he oh, fights man. demons. That's not a crime. That's what God wants. 
He mm-hmm. does do a lot of crimes, though. Anything, like, anything to get rid of the demons. Isn't the okay. point? Isn't kind of the point of that comic series that even a good person, when they are given absolute power, will abuse that power? I don't know. It sounds pretty complicated that. for a comic book series. Well, how dare you? <laughs> Uh, I don't know how you fire a pastor. If it's if it's not a paid position, uh, how do you get rid of a volunteer? It's really hard su- to get through to God these days. I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna suggest some kind of like faking a divine visitation thing, but I've heard I've heard a lot of people say I got the call to be to join the priesthood. Yeah. Do you ever get the call like never mind? <laughs> we decided we don't want you. Yeah. Do you ever? Uh, God's pink slip. <laughs> yeah, just like Jesus shows up and he's like, hi, and you're like, oh, are you telling me that I need to devote my life to the church? And he's like, no, <laughs> actually, I think you should devote your life to something else. Have I you have... tried boxcar racing? It's really fun. <laughs> Jesus sounds like maybe he's a ghost at this point with your uh, uh, characterization. He, he's dead and he's came back to life. That's what a ghost he's is. He's dead and like loving it. He's the but, Holy Ghost. Sometimes yeah. he is right. Yeah, so that the whole sometimes. Thing? I mean, there have been many schisms of yeah, the church over whether one, or not he but is also three or something. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. People fought wars about this. I don't think we the can figure it out. Um, but uh, no, I have nothing. <laughs> I almost <laughs> did. <laughs> I was going somewhere. Is it the devil that comes and is like actually stop being on the church in the church? I mean, some people might say so, but I know people who've left the seminary and they've said that they kind of got the message that this wasn't actually the right path. When you say got the message, do yeah. you mean like they got the message divinely or like, I get it, you guys, you don't want me here. <laughs> yeah, All they right, eventually fine. took the hint. I mean, those would be like the same thing, right? If the world <laughs> seems to be telling you not to be a priest, that's also God telling you not to be one? <laughs> I guess. I mean, that's some. that's some like... You're damned if you do, damned if you don't stuff there, though. Yeah, that's the basis of the Catholic Church. You're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. That is true, yes. (laughs) How to pasteurize honey. You don't need to. Yeah. Yeah, Do you? I don't think think so. I think there's, like, laws about it. Well, it's naturally antiseptic, though. Yes, but have you ever seen the videos where they get the raw honey and it's got all shit floating in it? Like, gross shit? (laughs) I think that's just bee parts. And, uh, yeah, I don't want bee parts in my honey. Boil that shit out. <laughs> yeah, you just. Heat I it. think you get you those out of the strainer rather than the boiling process. You can get Although, the part. You can get the bits you can see out with the strainer, okay. Louisa. But the microscopic parts of bee in there, I need you to boil that shit out. I mean, I guess that's fair. I guess if you're if you're canning it, if you're putting it in jars, you do need to pasteurize it, mm-hmm. and then I guess it's just boiling, right? But. I've definitely made stuff with honey that I had to heat before, and the honey ends up getting way too thick, like too syrupy. Oh, it boils down too much. Yeah, yeah, it's a fine line. Yeah, like it when is. I whenever I make hot honey, I usually end up just with hot taffy. <laughs> <laughs> hot taffy, check it and see. Yeah. <laughs> Which like hot taffy is still good, but it's definitely not what I was going for. <laughs> yeah, it is tricky because um, if you're starting from with a, a sugar syrup like maple syrup, it's very thin. It's thinner than you mm. expect, so you can actually boil that quite a bit. But honey is already plenty thick. 
Yeah, because the bees already did the reducing down with their fanning the honey with their wings, right? Yeah. Isn't that how they do it? And their weird digestive and barf processes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you heat it up a lot. <laughs> Speaking of playing Pokemon, there was one... I was reading the flavor text of a Pokemon I'd caught, and it said something about, like, oh, people love the sweet uh, uh, secretions it makes. And I was like, oh, gross! And then I was like, wait, that's just what honey is, though, also. <laughs> Yeah, but when it's a Pokemon, it invites you to imagine people just licking the holes of this Pokemon where this secretion comes out of. I mean, true, but is that worse than what we do with bees? I don't know. Yes. At least I don't have to put my tongue on a bee. I choose to. Yeah, no one's, oh, they're so no fizzy. one's holding the yeah. gun to your head. Oh, um, yeah, can you sous vide, honey? To what end? So that you could pasteurize it without thickening it? I don't know if you can get a sous vide machine hot enough to pasteurize. That, yeah, I don't know how that works. Yeah, magic. There's like a temperature... Is Here's the question. Is the temperature for pasteurization the same for all liquids? I don't think it is. Boy, I know a lot less about pasteurization than I thought I did. <laughs> yeah, huh. I mean, okay. To pasteurize something... Yeah. Is it is it similar to like when you have to cook meat to a minimum temperature to kill potential? Yes. Okay. But the reason you have to cook different meats to different temperatures is because different organisms, different mm. bacteria will be in the different like uh meat types. Mm. Whereas I feel like honey and maple syrup probably have the same uh, bacteria. <laughs> Do they? One's made of bugs and one's made of trees, so. But the bugs make it out of trees, Louisa. <laughs> They're all grass type, is what you're They're saying. They're just a middleman. <laughs> That's true. I don't. You don't have to heat it to boiling, right? Okay. I thought you did. I don't think you do. I think Jeff uh, is right that you. Okay. This is what I mean about the sous vide thing. Like, they say, for instance, that you have to cook chicken to 165 degrees or whatever. But actually, if you're sous videing it, you can get it to a lower temperature because mm-hmm. it's a lower temperature but for a longer time. Yeah. And that still kills the, the bacteria. Yeah. The temperature that they usually give is the temperature it needs to reach to instantly kill all possible mm-hmm. pathogens. But lower temperature yeah. for longer also works. Right. So, is that true of beer as well? That's another question on here, how to pasteurize beer. Yeah, I don't know. If you boil beer, you're going to ruin the carbonation. Or do you pasteurize it and then carbonate it? Uh, I don't know. Do you bottle it and then heat the bottles? I think that's what they do for commercially made beer, yeah. Yeah, I think that might be the right way to do it. Do you need to worry about it at home? Maybe not. I mean, once you've had a few beers, you don't worry about anything, you know what I mean? That's true. The pasta house recipe for chicken marsala. Yeah. Is that a I don't, thing? I don't know what pasta house is. I'm assuming a chain. Ch- yeah. Chicken marsala is okay. That's the one with the sweet wine or a dry wine. Is that the mushroomsy one? Yeah. yeah. Mushrooms. Okay. What's the difference between chicken marsala and chicken masala? Chicken masala is the curry, right? Entirely yes. different things, yeah. Yeah, That's it's made with garam masala. Well, it just, it's like parallel evolution of words. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, it's fucked up, just like <laughs> parallel evolution. You're right. <laughs> Dolphins and sharks canceled. Yeah, I agree. It's fucked up. There's so many crabs. What the fuck? <laughs> You're telling me that bats developed wings independently of other flying creatures? No. That's fake. Yep. I do think that that's funny, though, because we don't ever get mad about the fact that all fish swim in water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, flying is just swimming, but with a thinner fluid that you have to push down. Whoa, you know what I mean? Steep. Wow. Just, it's as I deep mean, as the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> it's just true. I'm not even trying to be philosophical. Like, that's just a thing that's a, a fact. I wonder, now I wonder, do, do, are there convergently evolved sea creatures like they developed separately after they split uh down the family tree they independently developed the ability to swim yeah dolphins and sharks like louisa said yeah because dolphins came on land for a while and then went back to the oceans i see okay yeah Yeah, because is what i've been told yeah that's why they still need to breathe air. And why they still have the creepy little leg bones inside their smooth, Ugh. perfect bodies. We're not talking about that. <laughs> <sighs> what if dolphins oh, had horrible. creepy little legs popping out? Mm-hmm. And they could they walk probably, around on land? No. They probably did at one point. <laughs> <clears throat> How to paste up wallpaper cutouts. I think I know what, is, what this means, what? but it sounds like it it's somebody being like, well, I need to wallpaper this room, and I've got a bunch of, like, offcuts from other people's wallpaper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing with pasting wallpaper is, you're gonna fuck it up, and the thing about pasting wallpaper is, you cannot fuck it up because you can't fix it. So, mm-hmm. don't put up wallpaper, I think. Yeah, just paint the wall. <laughs> yeah, that's so much easier. Guys, we have paint now. I think that one of the most important things about wallpapering is that you should order twice as much wallpaper as you think you need, because you're going to put it up and then realize it's fucked up and want to rip it down immediately, and then Mm -hmm. you're going to have to start over. And you're going to want to wallpaper over one of the doors in your house for a creepy reveal later. Mmm, yes. Add a little spice to your living space. And then you don't need to worry about wallpaper cutouts, because you don't (laughs) cut the door out. You just leave it. Yep, we've solved it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you alright there? <laughs> these are all so bad. <laughs> I mean, no, we're doing great. These are fun. Yeah. Compared to, like, the ones we've had recently, I feel like this has got a lot more meat on the bone. Here's a very philosophical one. How do you get past Bess? Because I don't yeah. know what this means at all. I assume it means Queen Elizabeth I. In some kind of rogue game where you're sneaking? (laughs) I assume it means if you were, let's say, a Guy Fawkes and you wanted to Mm -hmm. reestablish the Catholic Church. Well, many years after she died, yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay, fine. Uh, What was that that conspiracy? Sir Walter Raleigh. Wait, what? No. Was it Sir Walter Raleigh? No. He was on her side, wasn't he? Yeah. I, I was just trying to think of contemporaries. What are you trying to think of? I'm trying to think that there was a conspiracy to put Mary Queen of Scots on the throne because she was Catholic. Oh, yeah. Don't remember. Culpepper? Somebody is named Culpepper. <laughs> I don't think that's right. <laughs> it was the time of Culpeppers. Uh-huh. Everyone was named that. Yeah, Dante anyway. Culpepper of the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> anyway, all you need to do is find <clears throat> Bess's Catholic sister and try to put her on the throne and then get her locked at the Tower of London for the rest of her life. Now, this is interesting. If you really are mad at 
Dan. Uh, we can teach you how to get past Dan's guardian. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is so wild that you just... I'm assuming both of these are from video games. but that you It just might be gonna... Dot's guardian. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, true. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I, that would be a great... If, is there such a thing as uh, heavy metal disco? <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually... It, 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 that crazy <laughs> black metal font? Yeah. God damn it. It... <laughs> It does. It does seem to be a piece of software. Maybe it is Dot's it. Guardian, but it was invented by a guy named Dan. But there is no apostrophe in it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, wanna, <laughs> I don't want to move on from heavy metal disco because uh-huh. that would be so fucking cool. It would be too fast to disco dance to, though. Unfortunately, I think that you could have an underlying rhythm that was danceable, and then over top of that, a guitar lick that was doing double the speed. It would be so hard to try to focus on that that, uh, baseline to dance to while the top line was happening. There's definitely definitely already, like, metal bands with- that do disco-ish stuff. There's gotta be. I just don't associate heavy metal with dancing of any kind, I guess is what's confusing. Moshing? Or no? Moshing is not dancing. Moshing is fighting. Okay, that's true. There is, there is a, there is groovier metal. Like, there's a lot of metal subgenres that are very- like corrugated steel? Uh-huh. No. Mm, yes. <laughs> very, like, blues-influenced, so they swing mm. a little more, and that, like, maybe there's not a dance that goes with it already, but it's a short, short leap over to danceable. Ah, what kind of dance would you do to such music? Disco. Oh, okay. That's boring. That's complicated. So blues <laughs> metal, are you saying that disco is the midpoint between blues and heavy metal? No, I think that disco is also something that deals in a lot of blues scales, isn't it? And swing? I don't know. I don't know how music works. I think disco is more about the the rhythm than it is about the notes. Mm, the ones you're not playing. Oh, I guess yeah. they don't really swing. Disco's all like four on the floor stuff. Yeah, it's just like, this is easy enough for white people to dance to. <laughs> hmm. What about figuring Dan in the vocal notes, though? What about that music? Uh, about that's jizz? called that's called jizz. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and that's primarily for, uh, why is my speaker trying to tell me things <laughs> i really thought hi jeff you were... we heard you were talking about jizz did you want to listen to some jizz echo stop <laughs> i thought that <laughs> i genuinely thought that jeff had queued up on some kind of soundboard <laughs> the the song from the cantina in star wars and he was now's my like, time to shine dun, yeah dun, he was dun, just dun, slowly dun. bringing it up in the background <laughs> while he was talking <laughs> Uh, my, we played that in my marching band in high school. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Everyone loves it. It's delightful. We, they did. We won the most awards of any marching band on the East Coast in history that year because we did all Star Wars songs. Yeah, Star Wars music is good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does that count as disco? I'm thinking of the disco remix of it, but in its original form, definitely not, right? No. Okay. Too, like, it's more like... like synth music than anything else i think it's like 80s mod not mod new wave it's it's swing music it's just 
swing music with like an electric piano and some clarinets in there. It just mm-hmm. sounds like the fucking Devo songs <laughs> is okay. all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, but I think they played it with the same orchestra as the rest of the score. Mm. So I think it is live instruments. Yeah. A bunch of clarinets and whatever, oboes. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, they kind of, you know, it sounds like you should do the Charleston to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. And it sounds like mm-hmm. we don't we don't let robots be in here. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> we don't need well, to do space racism, do we? That was like a weird moment we in that movie. We didn't lose George Lucas. Yeah, George Lucas did it. He was like, <laughs> true. No, no droids. We don't let their kind in here. Mm-hmm. I thought that was more about in our modern hellscape about like uh, we don't allow gays. droids in here to record everyone's gay. conversations. Yeah, and... These are gay robots, and we don't <laughs> we don't let the gay facial recognition droids aren't allowed to be in here and record mm-hmm. everyone who's trying to relax and listen to some jizz. Yeah, I don't know if Star Wars has any in-universe explanation for why so much stuff is so low tech. Yeah. Like Dune has it. Uh, and Star Wars is a big ripoff of Dune, but I don't think, like, Dune, they don't have robots or AI or computers because they fought a whole war about it. Yeah. Star Wars, they have, like, some AI and some computers, but they don't have, like, Wi-Fi most of the time. I would love if there was just one deleted scene from the prequel trilogy where Emperor Palpatine is just like, you guys, you know what I fucking hate? Robots. (laughs) Let's just... (laughs) Let's just get rid of them. I'm yeah. gonna make it. I'm gonna make it a heresy to have a computer that's smarter than I am. Wasn't there a droid wars? Clone wars. I thought there was a droid something that got the mentioned. droids were on one of the sides of the clone. Yeah, wars. the droids were the other side from the clones. clones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so clones win, I guess. Everyone loves clones and hates droids now. Yeah. Okay. Well, the whole well, the war storm, was fake. The stormtroopers are clones, so yes. Oh, that's true. Anyway, what's happening? <laughs> How to paste a resume online. That's a very weird thing to ask. Yeah, that's a weird way to put it. Like, yeah. it it seems like this person doesn't understand that online is made up of a series of websites. The tubes. Yeah, they're just like, I want my resume to be online, but I don't want to be uh, it to be on any specific <laughs> site. I just want it to be there. Yeah. I feel like they're the type of person who, when uh, there's a form that's like, please submit your resume and leave us a note if you'd like to, they just want to copy-paste their entire resume into that leaving a note box and mm-hmm. doing it all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> the the people who, there's a button that says click here to attach your resume, and then they're like, but I that can't attach it until it's already on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Right now it's just on my computer. I can't attach things that aren't on the internet. <laughs> Ugh. We're making stuff up, but I bet this has happened. <laughs> this happens to me at work all the time. <laughs> all right. People are like, yeah, the the ticket I submitted needed to have a picture attached, but I only have the picture on my phone. I can't attach it onto the computer. I'm like, your phone is a computer, idiot. <laughs> Someone was saying recently, we shouldn't call them phones. Like, that doesn't make yeah. any sense when we have little computers. We need to come up with a new name. Yeah, I think we do. Counterpoint, though... We do need a name for these things, and the thing that we used to call phones don't exist anymore. So that language real estate is free anyway. Yeah, that's true. It's free real estate. We should call them like comms, which can be short for communications or no, computers. No, we shouldn't because we don't live in a goddamn 1980s William Gibson novel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Super comms. Is this better? 
Yeah, they're this all, this they're all phones. <laughs> they are the only thing in the world that are phones anymore. Right. These things. <laughs> the, and and if we didn't have them, and someone wrote a novel where this was one of the fictional things, the the cell phone, calling them phones would sound really goofy and weird to us as readers. Mm-hmm. So that's obviously the correct futuristic name for them. <laughs> if it would sound right. stupid in a sci-fi book. I love the idea of recycling obsolete language. Like, <laughs> I do also like the fact that it confuses old people, I'm not gonna lie. Mm. Then you th- hate it when they try to attach a photo to their ticket and they can't because they think it's a phone and not a, not a computer. But a phone is a type of computer. That's what I'm saying. saying! If we call it a comm, they would know! No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. That wouldn't help. <laughs> Plus, some I, accents would make it sound like a, you're calling it a cum. That uh, would jizz. True. Jizz music. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. We don't I, like that. I've, I've been arranging things for my new house that I'm moving into in two weeks. Fuck, it's two weeks. It's, I'm having an existential crisis. Oh, my God. Anyway. It might be fine. You might die before you have to do that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, and I've been calling around to all the different utilities or whatever, and so many people are like, hey, do you want to bundle landline phone service in with whatever thing you're buying from me? Why would I want that? Yeah. No one ever wants that. That's like oh. when uh, internet time stopped being relevant, but AOL was still like, hey, you want to sign up for AOL and get 45 million hours of free <laughs> yeah. AOL service? <laughs> yes, that is what it's like. Ugh, something worthless. <clears throat> It's wild that we let the internet be managed by the same companies that manage TV. Yeah. Uh, Capitalism's bad. Yeah, it's just, like, it feels like someone was like, alright, we need someone, we need a company out there that's gonna pump this shit into our houses. We all want this shit in our houses now. Mm -hmm. Who's already pumping stuff into our houses? The water utility? Yeah. (laughs) You guys want to be in charge of internet now? No? Okay. (laughs) Electricity? (laughs) Like... Ugh, it's wild. Yep. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's stop doing the show, because I have to pee really, really bad. <laughs> Alright. Um, well then, thanks for listening to the show, everybody. If you liked it, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and uh, please tell your friends about the show so that we can continue to grow. If people want to keep up on the latest of the lore of Magic the Gathering, or the which video games I like... This is the uh, this is the only podcast where you can get that information. Uh, if, true. You w- if you want to uh, get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or if you want to go to a site that's not run by Hellscape Nazis, you can find us on Mastodon and join our Discord. Uh, I'm on Mastodon at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. Uh, I'm also on Mastodon. There's a link on the website, which is weaponizedlanguage.com. I can never correctly remember which instance I'm on. Maybe I should get on one of the goofier sounding ones so I can always remember that I'm on, uh, I don't know. Mastodon.jizz.pizza jizz, jizz or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool yeah, memes. Cool memes. I guess I could, I could, I could resurrect it. I do have a home server and a gigabit connection. I could have just a Mastodon instance only for me, hosted on my own computer at my own home. I know a lot of people who do that. That would be fun. Um, anyway, uh, that's where all of my stuff is. Goodbye. <laughs> all right. You can talk to me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. Please come back next week. But in the meantime, don't forget that everything I've said is correct.
Uh, I don't know if other people are into it. <laughs> I'm the best around. <laughs>